Welcome to the Regional Update with me, Jessica Strauss, the Weed Smart Communications Lead. Each fortnight on Mondays, we interview a local expert from a different cropping region to provide you with a regional weeds-focused update. Let's get into it. You're listening to the Regional Update. I'm Jessica Strauss, and today we're catching up with our Northern Extension agronomist, Paul McIntosh, in the Northern region. Paul joins me now. How are you going, Paul? Um, well, thanks, Jess. Thank you so much for having a chat with us. Now, we are going to just firstly get a bit of a seasonal overview of how things are in your region, and obviously you cover quite a lot of ground there, so you'll take us through the different parts of the northern region with that seasonal overview, Paul. Sure thing, Jess. It's, uh, it's, it's really interesting the way things happen in this really large area of the northern region. And Of course, I've got you know central New South Wales and northern New South Wales, and they've had a tremendous winter last year they've had a tremendous summer and blow me down they're going to have another tremendous winter this time and it's very very wet down there so we've got some fantastic crops there's been a lot of country that hasn't been able to be planted for a winter crop down there because it's been too wet which is just phenomenal after the few years of drought we've all suffered so we've got a a, a real mixture down there of actually brilliant crops and, and some very wet paddocks which will be really good for the summer crop which is looking big particularly the cotton it's looking quite quite large in the whole scene up here in northern region, particularly in that uh, northern New South Wales. So the, the wet conditions down there are suiting uh, the, the crops we've got, and the wet conditions down there are suiting the build-up of moisture we have for our summer crops. But, of course, the people want to get onto their land to, uh, to do some, some work uh, spraying and maybe spraying some weeds in, in fallow and spraying some weeds in crop. Southern, New, uh, southern uh, Queensland, of course, is a little bit different. We've got a bit of a mixture here. We're, we've got some areas that are very wet, and, and a friend of mine out in the Bonjean Plain here about... Uh, 50 kilometres uh, west of Toowoomba on that beautiful black soil, he just got his wheat planted last week. So, you know, it's got sort of those sorts of situations uh, around here in southern Queensland to people who've got wheat out in head and barley out in head and very worried about the frosty conditions. So, mm-hmm. And then you move up to poor old central Queensland and uh, they can't take a trick. they got a big belly full of rain in the northern part of the central highlands in, in March and they've had not much since. So we've got some wheat crops up there that if they're harvested, they'll be harvested late August, early September and a lot of them could be harvested by the cattle and of course that's not so good. And then and the Calli Dawson towards the east of there, they've got a, they've got a, had a pretty good profile of moisture but once again, they're in that central highlands bit and they need some rain there too badly. So it's a bit of a tale of three cities or three areas, yes, that's for sure, up here in the northern region. Yeah, sure sounds like it, Paul. And so in terms of weed burdens at the moment and things people need to be thinking about, you kind of did mention a few of the uh, approaches that people are using at the moment, but maybe we could go into a little bit more detail about what people need to be thinking about in terms of controlling weeds in those different regions. Well, just in that northern New South Wales, ryegrass and black oats are really ramping up as the number one pests in our, in our crops at the present moment and they're, they're a real problem and uh, ryegrass we believe it's increased in, uh, in, in um, what do you say infection areas or distribution areas in northern New South Wales and whether that's from hay coming into uh, to the area in, from down south we had ryegrass but yeah, we've got a big, uh, big influx of ryegrass into a lot of paddocks, we've got a you know, usual uh, influx of, uh, of wild oats coming up in these paddocks and they're something that needs taken care of by the usual old herbicide method, yes. So we, there's not much you can do in a green paddock except uh, except spray them, uh, that's for sure. And there's, there's plenty of them in some parts of the region. So there are two major weeds down there. And of course, in the in the uh, in the fallow country that we're all all very wet down in that northern South Wales, we're looking at sow thistle has been a real real problem. And of course, believe it or not, we've even got patches of feathertop roads. And we we know from Bargrave Chahan's work that feathertop roads can germinate at that five degrees 
uh, soil temperature and air temperature. And, of course, it's been down to those sort of temperatures up here. And we've got some odd patches of feather-type roads coming up around the ridges too, believe it or not. You'd think it's more of a summer weed, but not quite. It, uh, it managed to germinate quite a bit. So there's some real uh, pressure weeds there that really uh, you know, make the, make the lights go off pretty well because mm. they're a problem weed and we need to get on to them. And unfortunately, with it being so wet, Jess, uh, and this is what we alluded to in the webinar last week with Angus and, and Pete, you know, we, there's not many other options. You can't cultivate it because it's too doggone wet. So you, it's out there with the chemical drum at the pre present moment for a lot of these weeds, no matter whether in fallow or in, uh, in crop. Southern Queensland, sort of the same. I, I know that one thing, Jess, we're a bit more concerned we're very concerned about the amount of ryegrass that's made an incursion into the southern Queensland area too. And, of course, we've got our usual display of black oats and all the other broadleaf weeds we have up here, including Mexican poppy. And, of course, uh, you know, this, this ryegrass popping up. In fact, I found some in a paddle drain the other day out at Norwin, some of that beautiful black soil country out there that's worth about nine or $10,000 an acre. They've got ryegrass growing in the table drain next to the paddock. So that's not a very good, uh, that's not a very good sign. And how the heck did that get there? So it's obviously been in, came off a truck somewhere passing through. So, And then in central Queensland, uh, they've got the usual problems. They've got dry weather, that's for sure, but they've got those hard weeds that, uh, that south is on that sweet summer grass. It, it, you know, it's quite warm up there, so sweet summer grass will just grow 12 months of the year. So there's some real issues with weed control, and then it's really still a start of three uh, three areas, just with uh, with weed control and uh, trying to get on up of those weeds and not let them go to seed. Definitely, Paul. Thank you for the update there. And you mentioned just before then about the webinar that uh, you hosted just the other week. And I'll put that in the show notes for people who might have missed it or might not have realised that was on. Paul, can you just give a quick wrap up of what uh, was covered in that webinar for people who might want to go back and watch the recording? It was quite interesting, Jess. Uh, I had a young Angus Delgleish, who's a young friend of mine who works for Nutrient out at uh, Dolby there. He's also come from a big farming family out towards Brigolo, which is just west of Dolby in that pretty handy Brigolo country out there. And uh, so Angus has grown up with the mud between his toes pretty, pretty rightly. But he's come into the, into the, into the agri agronomic industry as an agronomist, and he's doing everything with herbicides and, you know, just learning his craft and learning his trade. And he listens to me and he listens to quite a lot of other things. But one of the best things he's listened to the other day was on the webinar with Peter McKenzie. And Peter McKenzie did a real good job of that webinar, mm. talking about weed control, looking at what's going on down there, looking at different methods of weed control besides just using the old herbicide drum. And I think Angus Delgleish uh, learned more from Peter, Peter McKenzie in the, in the webinar than, uh, than he's learned in the last year and a half listening to me. So <laughs> well done, Peter McKenzie. But it was just first class, Pete, if you're listening to this. And uh, but, yeah, Angus did learn a lot. And uh, I think he's got a new uh, new idol, Jess, about uh, for weed control. That might be Peter McKenzie. So it was a good it was a good webinar. It, it came with with Angus's basic, you know, right into the chemicals, drums will fix everything, all the fits and rotate. He's got that message. He knows all the herbicides. He knows what they do. And then you've got... The old professional, so older professional, not old professional, Pete, but the older professional in Peter McKenzie going along saying, this is what we do. We need to clean up the fence lines. We need to do this. And he had some perfect examples of chaff tramlining there with, with ryegrass in the wheel tracks. You know, it was just absolutely a great photo. And uh, so Peter really, you know, gave hate harvest weed seed control techniques and tactics a real big push along. And, 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 and he's a good agronomist anyhow, but he's even surpassed himself in the webinar the other day, I believe. And uh, so that webinar was a good one. It was a case of the, the, the older person and the, and the newer person in the industry. And because we know that we're relying on our new people 
you know, young people who come through and take over the mantle from us, some of us older fellas, and uh, it's good to see that the knowledge is getting put out there by Peter and, uh, and myself at times, and people are uh, adopting it and adapting it to it and uh, using it in the future. So well done to the young folk for listening and uh, taking on the, on, the, on the challenge and in the mantle. Definitely. We control in the future. Definitely. It was a great webinar. I watched along. And so if you did miss it, make sure you go back and watch it. So many great tips and information was shared with really top quality, excellent presentations as well. So that recording, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, Paul, finally, I just wanted to touch on the fact that we were going to catch up at Weed Smart Week next week, unfortunately, because of the COVID situation, which isn't that surprising. You're not able to come along. But I just wanted to uh, get you to share your experience because you've been behind the helm of uh, the successful Weed Smart Week in Emerald and you've helped along with several Weed Smart Week events now. So, Paul, can you give us a bit of a recap on why the event is so special and uh, such a valuable one for farmers to attend in particular? Yeah, it took me by surprise the first Weed Smart Week I went to, Jess. It was when I wasn't very well back in 2017 down at Wagga and I wondered what had hit me and I didn't quite understand what people were doing down that country but you know we had the next one at Narrabri and then the one at Emerald and, and, and the one at Esperance over in Western Australia I was really looking forward to that's on next week and uh, Peter Bash was coming over with me too and of course you know you think you know all about weed control and I've been in weed control for a long time up here in the northern region and doing everything but when I went to Weed Smart Week at Wagga that really opened my eyes and then the Narrabri and then to Emerald and it was just every time I go to a Weed Smart Week no matter how much I know, I always learn more and more that's useful and uh, very uh, adoptable, I suppose you'd say, in our, in our wheat efforts, no matter where we are in Australia. So coming over to Westprince over there, to, I believe it's a beautiful place. There's some great farmers over there and there's some great crops to, to look at too and, and to talk to. And so Peter Bache, who many of us know, who's a, a great advocate of uh, harvest weed seed control tactic, chaff tramlining. Peter's a great advocate from out here at Bonjean on the on the good black soil country, and uh, he and I were coming over there, Jess, and we're both very disappointed you're not coming over there because we, we know that we'd, A, we'd learn more to help people back over here with weed control in the northern part of, the, of Australia. So we knew that was going to be a real positive trip, a real plus trip, and getting to, to talk to all of my weed smart colleagues so they, they know I'm six foot three and, uh, <laughs> and all that sort of stuff because we don't, only when we do Zoom meetings, you've got no idea how tall people are yeah. or how big they are. So that was another thing. So just getting to meet all the Weed Smart colleagues that we've had in there with Yana and Chris and, and, and the other Jess, it would have been really good. And to mix with Peter and, and Chris and, and yourself and uh, would have been excellent. But, you know, if you're listening to this, people, if you can get to Weed Smart Week in, in Esperance, you certainly need to go because you will learn something to your benefit and it will definitely help out in your uh, property or your agronomy abilities in the future, that's for sure. So get there. Well, be square, I think the other word is. I think so, Paul. And, yeah, just so people have some context, your your little joke there about knowing how tall we are really relates back to when I first met you and for some reason I just thought you were a shorter man and then you came walking through the door and was, was this towering tall man and I was very surprised, so it was very funny just for some context, Paul. Yes, it was. It was. No <laughs> trouble at all, Jess. <laughs> I'm still that tall, too, Jess. I haven't shown okay, at all. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear it. Well, thank you so much. Paul for joining us on the regional update we'll have to continue our chats via mobile and zoom calls for now but we uh, really appreciate you taking the time for giving a northern region update and also giving a bit of context around that webinar recording which is available in the show notes and uh, yeah why it's so important to come to Weed Smart Week so thank you so much. Thanks Jess have a good time at Weed Smart Week.